Barum is relationships. Barum is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter、mm-hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Allison. Oh hi, Rob. Oh hi, listeners. We're here to talk about minute seventy-two of the room, in which Lisa tries to teach Michelle how to live, live, live. live. <laughs> And you, you gotta shake your shoulders on that third live because it's the only way it works. Which fits with the witch theory that Sean had last time.、Mm-hmm. Oh hi, Sean. <laughs> oh hi. You know, like like bewitched, she would shake her little. I don't know how she did that. Shake、oh. her nose, and she'd do magic. Yeah. Lisa shakes her shoulders, and you know stuff happens. <laughs> Yeah, she would actually do that, Elizabeth Montgomery, when they were like, yeah, it was something she could show, do. I like, just, I don't know how you shake your、yeah, nose. She could do it somehow. Oh, and there's there's the bag. Yeah, that,、um, now we see the bag that the Mark bag put there, which is why he awkwardly walked around the coffee table, but the camera was up high, so we didn't get to see what he did.、Mm-hmm. But he did bring a bag and he set it down. Oh, high bag. Yeah, on the table with, of course, a candle. Yes, the candle. It's that little three-way candle. candle that we've seen in Mark's bedroom, in Lisa's and Johnny's bedroom, and in the living room or the room. <laughs> that candle gets around. Yeah. Well, if you got a good candle like that, you know, it's got charisma. <laughs> yeah. You don't need a candle like that all at once. Yeah. Right. Make it last. And we come in midline of、uh, Michelle asking, "What about his zipper?" About his zipper. Because Lisa claimed that Mark just brought takeout. Yeah. What about his zipper? What about his zipper? Yeah. Leave him alone. He's a good guy. Leave him alone. He's a good guy. Is he? Is he though? Is Mark a good guy? I'm guessing not. I mean, he did immediately leap to like、mm-hmm. Denny's defense up on the roof with the drug dealer.、Hmm. But otherwise, he's cheating with his best friend's future wife. That's not good. Right. I mean, he's a complicated. No one is all good or all bad, but true. But I wish we knew that he was good. I wish we knew something about him. We don't even know what he does. We saw him. He has a car. And <laughs> we know he has a car. And well, there you go. And apparently, a car、be. phone. Then he's good. <laughs> bad people can't own cars, right? Well, he has he has a car with a car phone in two thousand three, two thousand four. You know, when they film this and when it comes out, that's weird. <laughs> or he's really into old things. Yeah. Does it have like an old timey handset? With oh, like we a, we don't like, get to see that much of the car. Oh, it, though it's it was the interior of a car, close up, so we don't see much. But still, Tommy Wiseau would not let them use his car because he didn't want anyone to see his, what his car was, even though we were only seeing the interior.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they used、uh, I forget who it was, some crew member's car that they used for the shot. That had a car phone. No. It's. I'm pretty sure it is just a wireless house phone that they used for that scene. Oh, okay. But you can see the little charging things on the bottom, little metal strips. Okay. Michelle asks, "Did, did you, you tell, tell Johnny, Johnny yet? yet?" And Lisa tells us, "No." And this is the last time we will hear this. Mark's, Mark's his, his best, best friend. friend. This is the seventh time we've been told Mark is Johnny's best friend. Mark said it in minute sixteen. Johnny's my best friend. And twenty. Johnny's my best friend. Lisa said it minute twenty-one. I know. 
He's your best friend. Johnny said at minute 39, I'm so happy I have you as my best friend. Lisa in minute 44, His best friend. And he lives in this building. Mark in minute 65, oh, Come on, Johnny's my best friend. And now Lisa in minute 72, No, Mark's his best friend. <laughs> yeah! This is the final time because after this, I just think it's not true anymore, mm -hmm. which is very sad for all involved. And I don't know if either of you noticed this, but right after she says the Marx's best friend and tricky, 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 Michelle is turned around doing something and she turns back to the camera. At first I was like, what is Robin Paris doing? Cause that's weird. And then we get another shot later where she's holding bowls. I'm like, I guess that's what was in her bag. And even though the camera wasn't on her, she went ahead with the action of getting the bowls out of the bag, which is, is why Robin Paris is one of our favorite people in this film. She's putting effort in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks it looks natural. Because yeah. then, yes, she well, hands a bowl yeah. to... I don't know if it looks natural, because she turns around and we don't know what she's doing. But then it becomes something natural when we see, oh, she has it bowls becomes, yeah. from somewhere. She turned, she got the bowls, she turned back. She said, here's your bowls. We don't get to see where she got the bowls from, but we can assume it's from her bag that she brought in. Because we did see her bag yes. when she came in. Yeah. Very nice bag with flowers on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michelle says, tricky, tricky. Tricky, tricky. Which, yes. Which, you know. Yeah. Having sex with your fiance's best friend is tricky. Future husband. The word fiance is not in the film because I believe it's French. And that wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> As we pointed out last week, Tommy would not let anyone use any French. In the film. Oh, okay. Which is why he tackled Mark when they were throwing a football. Hmm. You missed that. He, they, we get him. Nope. Tommy was so tackling Greg Sestero, and it stayed in the film, and they just overdubbed the dialogue so it looked more fun. Because he used French? Because he got mad, and he said something in French, yeah. Because they were, he, Tommy was having trouble catching the ball, and so Mark told him, like, catch this, and he said it in French. And Tommy yelled at him, and then ran at him and tackled him. Hmm. In the movie, it's like playful dialogue, like, I'm going to get you and stuff like that. And it becomes this funny, weird moment. But in reality, no, he was mad. Hmm. wonder why Tommy hates France. Well, it's not that he hates France. He didn't want anyone to know that he spoke any languages other than English because he's very American, you know. Oh, but he actually, I Tommy Wiseau speaks, presumably he speaks Polish because that's where his family's from. He speaks French. I don't know if that's because he lived in New Orleans for a while or if he lived in France at some point. And he also speaks English, and I think he speaks another language, but I don't remember what it was. I think Greg mentions it in The Disaster Artist. But he doesn't want people to know that. He wants people to think he's from New Orleans, and he speaks English. He's an American. Makes total sense, because most Americans kick people's asses when they speak French. Yeah, yeah. It's an American <laughs> thing to do. Greg Sestero <laughs> speaks French fluently, because his mother's French, and despite him being really good at it, his French accent comes across very fake. We talked about this a long time ago in um, Retro Puppet Master. Everyone thinks his accent is really bad. I think it's actually really genuine, and we're just not used to it. <laughs> How apropos. Yeah. yeah. But Lisa's getting really feisty. Oh, yeah. I kind of like this side of Lisa. I mean, we're we're down to the like, countdown to the end now. This is the last mm -hmm. day of the film, Pro probably. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I want to check, but I also don't want to check, because I just want to be more confused when things happen. 
But yeah, she's she's like, you know, you know I, I, I really, really loved, loved Johnny, Johnny at first. first. Everything's changed. I need more from life than what Johnny can give me. Mm-hmm. Suddenly my eyes are wide open, open and I can see everything, everything so clearly. This is essentially Lisa's thesis for her version of the movie. I can, I can see, see everything, everything so clearly. clearly. I, I want, want it all. all. And Michelle says what we're probably all thinking at this point. You, you think, think you can, can get, get it all from, from Mark? If he, he can't, can't give me what I want, somebody, somebody else will. Yeah, that's right, Lisa. Just grab that brass ring, girl. You go. And then, as I put in my notes here, we get a wide shot as Michelle joins Lisa on the couch for a sick burn. And she says, Lisa, Lisa you're, sounding you're sounding just, just like, like your mother. mother. Damn. I didn't know Michelle was that familiar. Wait. Michelle's not that familiar with Claudette. This movie's fucking with my head again. I must have met at some point. Michelle and Claudette just met like three days ago. And they shared like 20 seconds of screen time. This is not necessarily accurate. Lisa introduced Claudette to Mike, not to Michelle. Mom, this is Michelle's boyfriend, Mike. Mike, this is my mother. We have no reason to think they've been near each other ever. Uh, Well, I guess Michelle could have heard stories from Lisa about her mother. Yeah, I bet I bet Lisa complains a lot about her mother. Yeah. And then now it's like, well, you're just doing the stuff that you've been complaining about. Her mother and all of her men. Yeah. Although that's a pretty good, you don't really need to know much about the relationship. Mm. That's, I think, a generic enough insult. Just any woman, if you just say, you're acting like your mother. And that'll get you slapped. Well. If, if you ever want a woman to slap you and you're not sure what to say, try that. Because <laughs> it'll work more often than not. Yeah. To say you're, 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 you're acting like your mother. Although Lisa doesn't slap her. No. You know, no. Some self-control there, I guess. Huh. And she does, yeah, I don't know. Earlier I thought she said father, but she does say mother. Um, there you go. And Michelle says you're, you're being, being so, so manipulative. manipulative. Yeah. The continuation of Lisa's thesis. So, so what? You, you can, can learn, learn something from me. You, you have, have to take as much, much as, you, as you, can. you can. You have to live, live, live. 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 <laughs> Got it. Shake your shoulders on the third lift. Mm-hmm. Don't, Don't worry, worry about, about me. me. I, have I have everything, everything covered. covered. Yeah. And then Michelle gets to state the obvious. Your, your point, point of view, of view is, is so different, different from, from mine. mine. Which is a lesson we could take from this film, really. That, you know, all these people are different. As, as you were pointing out before, not everyone is just all good. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark, Mark has different things going on in his life. Whatever he, his life includes, we don't know. But he has that. And then we... Come back to Lisa, and she starts to say her next line, but all we get is luck. Yeah. I love the foreshadowing. I love any time a character says, I have everything covered. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, it's on. Something's happening now. I don't know who's <laughs> going to get it, but someone's getting something. Anyone who ever says in a movie, I have everything covered, does not have everything covered. No. Nope. It makes me want. I'm like, oh, now I kind of want to see what happens next. I should watch. That. Or in this case, it's it's almost that she does have everything covered, but you're not supposed to have everything covered. You're supposed to have the future husband or the boyfriend, not both. Mm-hmm. She's she's doing too much. Right. Yeah. I, see, I forgot. Like an ordinary person getting overconfident, saying I have everything covered, would mean yeah. they're they're due for a downfall. But Lisa's not an ordinary person. She's the serial killer mm-hmm. with a closet full of dresses. Right. From her and a whole bunch of people coming over later. And a whole bunch and of she's got it ready. Yeah. Hide gold. Yeah. Yeah. Pride that's goeth like for a her. fall. Yeah. That's one of them uh, deadly sins, right? Yeah. Notes from a midnight screening. When they move the coffee table, it's a, remember to lift, someone <laughs> says. And I don't know if you've been here for any of the football tossing. Have you, Sean? I have not. I've not seen any football. 
because when they throw the football, it's always one throw is male. Next throw is bonding. Male bonding. We get female bonding when they move the table together here, which is nice. You know, the, the audience is getting together with the women for a change. When Lisa says, if he can't give me what I want, someone else will. The audience is like, ooh, you know, they're into that. And of course, the audience says, live, 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 along with Lisa. Although I don't think the audience all shook their shoulders. Their lives must suck. I feel like any of these audience participation things start off really strong, like the first 20, 30 minutes, and then there's a lull. And mm-hmm. we're in the if lull. you're lucky, you can kind of get... You get the crowd back into it at the end, but... Oh, there's some good ones at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... But, um... But, um, nice. You'll have to go... Next time you go, you'll have to shake the shoulders on that live and kind of start oh, that. of course. As best part of the thing. Uh, for the record, I have shaken my shoulders every time I've said it while we've been recording because... Yeah. I feel like I can't do it otherwise. Yeah. It'd be wrong. We could hear it. Yeah. <laughs> hear your shoulders. <laughs> but it is Friday. 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 It's Friday, Friday. I just want to say, I, I unironically like that song. Gotta get down on That's, Friday. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's not a great song, but as just kind of light bubblegum pop, it's got a bad rap. It could it, do without the rap in the middle. Oh, absolutely. It this should just be straight Rebecca Black. No relation. Just, just be the bubblegum and that's it. Yeah. Instead, it's like there's something crunchy in the middle and it right. doesn't fit. But, all right. It's Friday, Friday. I know it. It all sounds like some bad movie. So we talk about bad movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, Sean and I both watched the same movie last night, or did you watch it this morning? I Yeah, I watched it this morning. Okay, I watched it last night, and Allison, you watched some of it, but you had to go to work. Yes. That movie was Things, directed by Barry J. Gillis, which... After watching it, we'll we'll get to what it's about in a second. After watching it, I was thinking, I, I think I posted on Facebook, I think I'm done with movies now. <laughs> You've reached the end. I, I, I peaked, you know. It's it's all downhill from here. And I was thinking now if I do watch a movie, it's like it's a post-things world. Because, mm-hmm. you know, perspective is different. That that was one of the I, – I had to actually look up on IMDb what the plot was after I watched it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because the IMDb description points out that apparently the main guy, Don, played by the director, is impotent, and that's why he has the weird dream about telling his wife in the opening scene that he wants her to have his baby and she can't. I said I wanted you to have my baby. Darling, I want you to have my baby. <laughs> I've already had your baby. And then he gets a doctor to experiment on her so that she can have a baby, and she gives birth to the titular things, which are these weird ant-looking bugs that have no animation to them whatsoever and just look stupid. And then he and two other guys get stuck in a house with those things. Mm-hmm. That's the movie. <laughs> but really what the movie is is a series of badly shot conversations, many of which take place in one half of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Even after his wife has just died, they like joke about weird things. His friend pours whiskey on him for some reason. They kill things yeah. off screen or out of frame. <laughs> like they couldn't do the effects every time. And then they just keep coming. Like the characters keep coming back to the kitchen as if like, you know, the things can't move. 
and chase them. And then the characters also come back from being dead. And I... yes. Yeah. So it's a little bit like a Kevin Smith film, <laughs> with, like early Sam Raimi thrown in or. Well, yeah, it, they reference Evil Dead, not by title, but they're like, what was that movie where they, they were in that cabin? How yeah. did start? He's like, how'd that movie start that you're always talking about? You know, that weird one with all those weird things? It all started when they found a tape recorder down in the basement. They heard it on, and there's all these weird satanic cults, chants on it. That's, and, uh, that's how it all started. They find a book in the basement with demon because they read some weird thing at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, because I guess it's there. This is and it's not. Are they brothers? The two guys, and it's basically just, I I don't know. It's it's basically it's just them. Yeah, they're just sitting around. I didn't even know the one character's <laughs> name because yeah. the subtitle. Whoever did the subtitles kept referring to both of them as Dawn, and Dawn is the guy played by the director, right? Uh, the guy with the glasses, Dawn. Oh yeah, no. The so other the, guy's character is named Doug. Right. So at least I didn't know that acor- until I looked it up on IMDb. Yeah, according to IMDb, <laughs> they have the same last name. So I guess they're brothers, Don and Doug. Okay. But the movie's basically just them sitting around drinking beer, just you know, poke, you know, ragging on each other, telling jokes, you know, randomly watching someone get tortured. Yeah. On TV, I think. Just kind of doing the things brothers do. Now, so is that supposed to be? Was that a snuff film? Well, he said that for some reason, up where they are, they're like in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. They get all these weird channels. They get weird TV channels. Including? Including apparently snuff films. When he first says, he's like, oh, yeah, we get all these crazy channels, like the Bestiality Channel. Yeah, there's a Bestiality Channel. Yeah. But yeah, so then they're watching the scene and the guy's like, oh, this, the you know, the special effects or this is so cheesy. This is so poorly done. And I, I mean, it never goes anywhere, but I thought the implication was we're supposed to think. Oh, this he's watching a real killing, and he, and he right. Even though we we never see the television, no, which the, is what's weird. They, did they see show the television? I'm trying to. <laughs> they show they they talk about watching TV, yeah. and then they do. Well, the way I saw it is, it was like they looked into a doorway, and it was in the next room. Someone was being tortured. I'm like, I didn't know where the movie was going at this point. Yeah, no, I think they show. There's a few scenes of the of the television screen. Mostly, you see like the side of the okay. television, and I think you do see a a quick. You we, yeah, I think during that scene, I have to. Oh, I was gonna say I have to watch it again, but no, I I don't have to watch this again. I I have I ha- I want I want to. It is a very interesting film in many ways the foley work <laughs> and I, I i i haven't dug into the full credits on imdb whoever did foley for this film <laughs> should get an oscar just whoever did the adr for this film yeah the, the adr the foley work the uh, sound is incredible the writing is awful whoever wrote it should be forbidden from ever writing anything ever again i think the director also wrote it and start in it and make sure that he gets to walk around without a shirt for like half an hour of the movie. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. He's like the guy in, um, was it Trailer Park Boys? Where there's just one guy who's like the whole series. There's one guy who's never has a shirt <laughs> on. And I don't know if they ever explained why, but he's like. That. Was that guy at least, you know, fit? No. Never. <laughs> no. Okay. No. And then this film also features Amber Lynn. Well, okay. I guess, yes, yeah, she's featured. Maybe features the wrong word. I wasn't. 
She's in no, it. She she is featured because she is in separate scenes that are just hers. Yeah. Reading cue cards that for some reason are way the fuck off to the side from away from the camera. A New Jersey woman who gave police a tip earlier on in the day has been deemed psychologically insane by the staff at St. Mary's Hospital in New York. There is still a chance that after being declared missing for 14 days, Don Drake and Fred Lewis may still be alive. Now, is there, maybe I missed it, is there a connection between her scenes and the Don and Doug, like the main story? Not until the end of the movie. Uh, her last couple reports mention them missing, even though they aren't missing, because I'm pretty sure the movie takes place almost in real time. Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole movie takes place the night they got to that house. So there wouldn't be any news reports about them missing. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, she, so, but she does mention them. So she's playing a news reporter. Yeah. And she, and they cut to her at just random times. And at one point she's reporting on a story. Two brothers are missing. So I'm like, Oh, there's the connection. These are two brothers. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, she, then there's another report where she says, Oh, they've been missing for two weeks. And I'm like, well, no, this yeah. movie doesn't seem to be going that long because right. the, the wife dies giving birth to the ant things. Yeah. And then they're like, well, we should, we should do something about, you know, we'll go to the police tomorrow. We'll go to the doctor tomorrow. Yeah. But then later, didn't she say like, oh, the brothers have been found? Yes. And it's before these guys are found? Yes. Maybe I've got it confused in my head. Before the one guy runs out through the woods to pad the runtime of the movie and has to get helped up onto a bridge really awkwardly. It's... Yeah. Well, it's really weird in my head because Deliverance was on... Turner Classic Movies last night. <laughs> and I didn't watch I didn't watch the whole thing. Like I kind of was flipping around in the beginning. I'm like, oh deliverance is on. And then I actually watched like, I don't know, the last half hour where John Voigt is like running through the woods trying to get away. Yeah. And then at the end of this where the guy's running through the woods trying to get away. And I'm like, it kind of just all got mixed up in my head. And I'm like, is Ned Beatty showing up? Like what's you know, what's happening? Well, what's here? weird also at the end of this is he's running through the woods, but there's nothing to get away from. As far as we know, he's killed all the things, maybe. Right. It's just daytime now, so he decided to leave the house because mm-hmm. they're far away from the nearest city. Yeah. And I mean, his so his brother died and came back to life, but at that point, twice. he's like dismembered. Okay. So that was twice. Yeah. I got – yeah, I – I do need to see this again. At one point, I thought he was dead and he came back. And then I'm like... And then the other friend has died a lot. Like, he's dead for like half an hour in the movie. He dies early. And I'm like, there's no other people. We need people. And he just shows (laughs) up again at the end. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's very confusing. Yeah. But the, the, the sound is awesome. The creatures are... Low the creature design budget. is okay. Yes. It's just they don't do anything. They're just like a solid plastic thing. It doesn't move. Yeah. When you linger on them, it's clearly just a fake thing. Yeah. The the film, and this is one of the hallmarks, how you know you're watching quality film, is... And actually, I got to take it back, because earlier I complained about the writing. It does have many quotable lines. Many? Many. Several? At least two? <laughs> oh, okay. What do well, you got? Well, one it well, one is the, and I don't know if it's if it's it may this may just be Doug. I'm not sure if it's both brothers. Doug has a habit of stating the obvious, where like you know they, I think they lose power, the lights go out, and he's like, "We lost power, the lights are out." Like he just <laughs> like he's literally reading stage directions from the script. But then it, there's one line where the brother I I don't have the exact word for word in front of me, but he says something like, "The next time I take you somewhere." 
I'm leaving you home. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a that's a that's okay, a good, that's good line. Next time I take you yes. somewhere, I'm leaving yeah. you home. Because he's complaining <laughs> about this because this this awful trip to the cabin that they're having, and he's that, you know, that fits the contradictory yeah. thing of one of the lines I liked, where he's like, "Oh, you're dead, you're dead. No way am I going to let the creatures eat you alive." <laughs> yeah, see, they they can't <laughs> eat him alive. He's yeah. dead. When he's like, so he. So one brother kills, like he, I, I think he was trying to kill, and I was deboning a chicken. I was breaking down a, a, a full chicken while I was watching, so I may have missed some things. <laughs> but so one of the brothers is trying to kill a creature with a hammer, and he misses the creature, or he misses the thing, and then he kills his brother instead. He hits his brother with a hammer, and then he's like, oh no, I killed you with a hammer. Oh no, what did I do? Bandages to you. Oh, you heavy thug. Oh, oh, put your back down. You're so heavy. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> like he, like he's just, you know, he's he just says exactly what we've just seen. In case you missed it, he's like, oh no, I killed you with a hammer. My my favorite line was the lost your train of thought, didn't I? Lost your train of thought, didn't I? <laughs> mm, yeah, that he says I lost your because that of was thought. actually a good line of dialogue. It should have been in a better movie. <laughs> yeah, so things nineteen eighty nine. It is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's like an hour and a half, eighty nine minutes. It feels a lot longer than it is. It will change your life, and you will regret that. <laughs> it was made in 1989. It was released originally in 1989. It was probably made over the course of like a couple of years. Yeah. Like IMDb points out the sandwich scene. The actors were not all there for that scene, so they had to film it separately over multiple days. And I'm like, yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, the lighting duh. is all different on every shot. Yeah. The and camera changes angles. You never see two people in the same spot. When I got to wonder, so the, the Barry J. Gillis... Mm-hmm. Who I had heard of, but he wrote and starred, and, and he's done some other things. Like, yes, was he dating Amber Lynn? I'm just wondering, cool, because so Amber Lynn has done some mainstream films. I have no idea how he got her, but I'm like, how does she get involved with this? Maybe he found her right when she was trying to do regular movies, and she just wasn't picky yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Though, and then, it, and then it's so weird. So it's she's playing a character now. The character is named Amber Lynn, but still, it's a yes. character. But then at the mm-hmm. end, there's like a I guess it, there's a post credit scene. Yeah, that's like an interview with her. Yeah, like she's clearly ta- talking about meeting Anne Margaret. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah she's talking about meeting Anne Margaret, <laughs> which is yeah I'd I'd love to meet Anne Margaret. She's a you know, great talent. But yeah, so they're just like we're just gonna have a like a talking head segment with just Amber Lynn talking about meeting people in Hollywood for some reason. But I'm like, yeah, I'm wondering like, so she, you know, was she like dating, you know, the, the, the writer or one of the producers or the director, like how did she get involved? Because the, the, the mainstream films that she's been in Amber Lynn are all a, a lot better than this film. So like, yeah, maybe this is like her first foray into films where she keeps her clothes on. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Her scenes, I'm reading on IMDb now, her scenes were filmed after the rest of everything else was filmed. Okay. And they did it just so they could put her name on the VHS. Interesting. This is a marketing. I don't know what they paid her, though. So this is like like with MASH, the film where they put in all the 
the voiceover with the announcements at the camp that was all done later mm-hmm. to kind of tie all the scenes together. Right, yeah. This is like an Altman film. <laughs> It's funny because my my wife was in the room. The movie? And, well, she had left. She no, not not the film. The room. She was <laughs> in. Get her as a guest. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh yeah. Why am I waiting till now to let you know? By the way. Oh, she played pizza. I didn't tell you. No, I mean my wife was with me as I'm watching this movie, and she had left. Okay. She she went to do something, and I'm like, oh, while she's gone, I'll put this movie on. And then she came back, and I said, you can put something, you know. If you want to put something else on, I don't think you're going to enjoy this. And she's like, no, no, whatever. And then like 10 minutes in, she's like, I, I'm regretting my choice. <laughs> we need to, uh. But she did stay through the whole thing, but she was doing other stuff. But yeah, so Things, 1989, yeah. starring, featuring, Amberlynn is in it yeah. for bits. Now there is nudity, but it's not, Amberlynn is not the nudity. Yeah, the opening scene. <laughs> I, I don't regret watching the movie. I do regret reading the trivia on IMDb just now, though, because I just learned that the uh, quote-unquote actress in the opening scene was a prostitute they hired for the movie. And when they wanted to include her in the 2008 DVD release, they couldn't find her. Like That hmm. sounds sad. That is sad. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they just didn't know her real name. I don't know. Maybe she's fine. But yeah, things. So, great movie or the greatest movie? So... This movie has had <laughs> so the, my takeaway from that bit of trivia is this movie had a DVD release. Yes, apparently. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I looked it up on my. I have on eBay. I had it on my watch list where I kept thinking of buying a DVD of this huh. for twenty four dollars. But now it it showed up on Prime, so watched for free. Yeah, and I d- I'm not gonna say I loved every minute of it. But I, uh, I enjoyed it way too much. Although it was in a bad enjoyment way. It was like when the guy goes running in the woods at the end, I think I was just laughing like a maniac because I didn't know why anything existed anymore. <laughs> it's a very strange film. We might have to just stop doing this segment now. I don't know if there's any more <laughs> bad movies worth talking about. I don't know how you top things. Well, I'm going to watch this other movie if it's available. I think Wicked World is also on Prime now. Yeah. Here's what messed me up is that it said 2020, I'm mm-hmm, pretty yes. sure. That's when it became digitally available, which is why the date's listed that way. Right? So I thought it was shot in 2020. If so, that would be a and brilliant like, sort of film project then. To make it look like that in 2020, it'd be difficult. Yeah, because yeah, like, even for a low-budget, late 80s film, the quality is awful. Right, everything's badly lit, and most of it is slightly out of focus. But to do that now oh. would be genius. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, so I, I got confused when when I first noticed Robert was watching this, particularly the mention of Amber Lynn, because I'm like, that's well, and, and Amber Lynn is still, I think, I mean, I don't know if she's currently performing. She's within the last few years. She is been active, but I'm like Amberlynn 2020 versus Amberlynn 1989 are two 30 year different things, yeah. which doesn't really matter because she's just sitting, she's a news reporter. She's just sitting talking. So it could have been Amberlynn 2020. Wouldn't have made that much of a difference as I originally thought it might make. So yeah, Amazon Prime, you, yeah, you'll, you'll get confused. You'll be like, wait, it says 2020. But like Robert said, it's probably just that's when they got it. Not when it was made. Yeah. So if if you know what the movie is because you like bad movies, go watch it as soon as you possibly can. Yeah. If you don't do well with movies, watch it anyway, you know, just to ruin your life. (laughs) Yeah. 
on that note of ruining lives, Sean, where can the audience hear more from you? Um, if you'd like to ruin your life, you can go to catandshawn.org, and there I link to the podcasts I host. I link to my podcast guest appearances, and that is at catandshawn.org. So it's nothing wrong when people make fun of the project, in this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us! Oh, good she good she good Good, she, good, she.